0: Grab your Bible and turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. I'll be reading verse 1 through 10 this morning. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The Spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. But... I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and say, I just have a feeling that this message is right up your alley. Turn, let them know. I just think this is going to be good for you today. You know, I want to talk to you this morning about the side effect of grace. Grace. There is a side effect to grace and I want to talk about that and this isn't just some idea This is rooted in God's word in a very powerful passage of scripture that we need to hear from today Let's pray together father God we come to your word again and and Lord I ask that you would help us to be taken by your word and be transformed by your word so Lord if there are any distractions that are going to take us away from what you have to say today, God, would you remove those distractions? If there are any obstacles or stuff in the way of us receiving what it is you had today, God, would you remove those obstacles, remove those things from our path? Because, God, we long to have our minds washed and renewed by your word today. We long to be transformed by the power of your word. So, God, I thank you that you're going to make good on your word again, allowing it to be living and active in our midst. Your kids are ready to hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It never ceases to amaze me the, the drug commercials that have been out the last uh, number of years. You know the ones that I'm talking about. It starts with some blissful paradise scene, and a calm voice describes that if you take this drug, it will change everything for you. But then at the end, in a real fast, voice or a quick scrolling list Comes up on the screen of the side effects of what could happen with that drug It may be a drug to to cure your earache uh, But when you begin to see the side effects that there may be uncontrollable vomiting there may be some Paralyzing anxiety that would come alongside of it You could have some permanent stomach disorder that could happen and, and possibly even death But your ear won't hurt anymore You begin to say, what is this? It's those lists of side effects that say, if these things happen, you need to see your doctor. If you take this medicine for your earache and your eyeballs begin to bleed profusely for three and a half hours, please see your local doctor. As if you needed someone to tell you that. Or if your excessive bloating leads to some kind of explosion, please keep in mind that you need to see your doctor, but note that your earache will be gone. It's these type of commercials that list these side effects that got me thinking, about this passage in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, as your pastor who loves you, I always want to be honest with you. And I need to tell you something this morning. I need to be honest with you this morning. The gospel that we love, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the one that is full of grace. You need to understand that there's some side effects to this gospel of grace. I don't want these side effects to to take you by surprise, to come up on you and scare you. And so I want you to think, well, at least Pastor Brady warned me about these side effects. He told me that they would be there. Here it is. Here's the side effect. Authentic grace always leads to the side effect of faith. Authentic grace always leads to the side effect of faith. Now, To some of you, this will come as a surprise, but when you really encounter the love of Jesus, when you really see Jesus for who He is, when you taste and see that the Lord is good, something, something, a side effect will begin to bubble up inside of you and that bubbling up will be faith in Jesus Christ. Faith that leads to a, a, a trusting on Him. Faith that leads to an instant obedience to what His leading says. It's a faith that That calls us to say, God, I will go where you want me to go. I will do what you want me to do. I will say what you want me to say. Friend, you see, faith happens because grace happened. We need to hear that again. Faith happens because grace happened. Grace and faith, they always go together. Now, I'm telling you, this is good Bible teaching this morning. This is all throughout the Scripture. This is something we need to take in today. You'll find in the narrative of Scripture, grace and faith, they're always together. They're always in the same neighborhood. They're always close together, not too far apart. Because wherever the genuine, biblical, Jesus kind of grace is, there will always be a side effect of faith. Now note, if you ever find grace apart from faith, friend, you've not discovered real grace. You've discovered some greasy interpretation of grace. And if you ever discover faith and it's not accompanied by grace, you didn't really find faith. You just ran into presumption. You ran into prideful works. You ran into self-pride. Grace and faith must always go together. And when they are apart, when they're separate, they're illegitimate. But if you truly hear the gospel, if you truly encounter the gospel that the Bible teaches, the grace of Jesus, that side effect of faith will surface in your life, whether you want it to or not. It will be there. It is, it is an inescapable side effect that happens when you are captured by the very grace of Jesus Christ. Your, your friends, your family members, your co-workers, your employees, your manager, your boss, they will look at you and they will say, something has happened to you. You're so positive. What's wrong with you? You see, there's this side effect that comes up that you cannot get around. You'll just have to admit it. It's it's just a side effect. It's a result of this thing that I'm on. It's it's this grace of Jesus in my life. Pastor Brady warned me about it. Here it is. It's it's, it's coming out of my life. It's it's faith in Jesus Christ. Grace and faith, they always go together. Now, Ephesians chapter 2 paints for us a divine order. A divine order for the believer. Look at it with me in Ephesians 2. Grace is always first. And then it's followed by faith but faith is, is always followed by good works or acting in obedience to what it is God is calling us to. We see this in Ephesians 2. Notice the language there. By grace through faith. By grace through faith. Friend, what what are you living by? Because what you live by by will determine how you go through your life. Don't miss this. What, what are you living by? Are you living by grace? Or are you living by something else? Do you know why so many of us go through life in fear, anxiety, and worry? Because we somehow have been begun to believe that we are living by or we are saved by our works or by our self or, or by our Our education or by our brain power or by our our bank account or by our standing in public opinion or by our social status friend Your popularity will not save you Your bank account Will not keep you secure your spouse will not keep you in the arms of an everlasting Love they may be a tremendous helpmate to you But it's in no comparison to the grace and the love of jesus christ only jesus only his grace can save you so what are you living by? Not just what you mentally ascend to in that type of belief, but what do you believe or rest on? What do you live by? When that happens, when you begin to live by grace, you can forge forward in this life even into the unknown. You can forge forward with confidence and assurance and and with trust. It's faith in your heart. That's why people they look at you and say, You're kind of crazy. Why do you do the things that you do? It's a side effect. You can't help it. You've been experiencing the grace of Jesus Christ, and the side effect of faith in Him is a byproduct that will always come when you truly experience Jesus Christ and the grace He gives, and it will call you to radical obedience. Well, bad stuff may be happening to you, but it's the thing that this faith keeps causing you to say, well, it may be bad right now, Weeping may last for the night, but rejoicing will come in the morning. My God, He has something good for me. He's going to take care of me. No matter what you face, there seems to be that attitude that says, God is enough. He will be there for me. Is that because you're so spiritual? You're so religious? You're so disciplined? No. It's a side effect of of real, authentic grace in your life. You know, Good stuff can happen to people who, who've not experienced the grace of Jesus. Doesn't know how good it is. They'll find a way to be negative about it. You've heard those people. Something great's happened in their life, and here's their response Well, it's good now, but you know how it is. Whenever something good happens, the bad's right around the corner. What? What is this? See, if you've experienced the grace of Jesus Christ, always, not for some. Not for certain personalities, or certain backgrounds, or certain genders, or certain age demographic. For everyone who is gotten by the grace of Jesus Christ, there will be a side effect of faith. Not because I say so, but look in in Ephesians 2. Look throughout Scripture. You'll find that grace and faith are always close to each other. Uh, You have to understand this morning, this walk of faith, it's not just positivism. This is not a... A glass half full competition. This is not a culture of trying to be positive. We don't come together and see who can be the most positive for the sake of being positive. It's not just, hey, hey, punch me in the face. Well, bless you. That, that, that's not what this is. See, I don't need Jesus to be positive. I, I don't need Jesus to try to have a, a better outward response to things. You just give me the, the, the best-selling self-help book or get me tickets to the next best seminar of how to, to improve yourself, and you may have some tips of how to respond positively. But, but this isn't a side effect. That's kind of like a, a glossing over or a Band-Aid over a, a boiling cauldron of all kinds of stuff that's eventually going to come out. But, but when you've had an experience with Jesus and you've been gotten by the grace of Jesus. You can't help. It's this side effect bubbling up inside of you. I'm trying to warn you. It's going to come. It's faith in Jesus Christ. Faith is, is confidence. It's a trust. It's an assurance that our God is truly God. God. And he is faithful to his word. That's what faith is. It's saying, my God has said this. He has been faithful time and time again. He's going to do this again because of who he is. So we're not blowing smoke. We're not making stuff up. We're not just trying to be good and trying to be happy and pleasant people. No. We are responding to God's initiative called grace. See, we have a bad case of, well, I just can't help myself but trust God. He's been so good to me, I know He's going to be good again. Have you been around a Christian like that? If you're not careful, sometimes you can say, well, they're just so plastic and fake, they're happy all the time. No, no. If it's authentic Christianity, it's a side effect. Don't blame them. Blame Jesus. They've had... Too much reason to believe that God is who he said he is. Too many reasons to believe that Jesus is powerful enough in their life that it doesn't matter what Satan throws at them, they know they are more than conquerors. They're they're not a glutton for punishment. They are a child of the king, and they're experiencing grace and the side effect. Faith is coming out in their life. Grace and faith, they always go together. Now, Now beware. Beware of people who say, well, you know, I'm... I'm just a bit more of a grace person. Beware of people who say, you know, I'm just a little bit more of a, of a faith person. Beware of that. You can no more separate grace and faith than you can separate the very person of Jesus Christ from God the Father. They go together. They always go together. Now notice what Romans chapter 4 verse 16 tells us. Romans 4 16. Therefore, the promise comes by faith. So that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have faith, have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. Now, what Romans 4 is talking about is our great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather Abraham, who had a relationship with God on the basis not of duty. Not of his ability to do right and wrong, not of his own performance. Abraham had a relationship with God on the basis of faith, trust in God. And that's what Romans 4 is talking about. But Romans 6, excuse me, Romans 4, 16 unpacks us this reason, opens up this reason for us. The promise comes by faith because it's according to grace. You see it there? Look at it in your Bible. Look, Look at the scripture on the screen. It's according to grace. So that it may be by grace. The reason you can access the promises... Or the blessings by faith is because it's according to the grace of God friends We need to hear this. There's a lot of confusion in the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, I would say good intended good-hearted people Spewing stuff that's not helpful about faith. This is not just a, a name it claim it This is not just a if you muster up enough willpower it will happen There is a side effect of the grace of God You don't have faith without the grace of Jesus So don't get so excited about how big your faith is, or so depressed about how small your faith is. It is the grace of your Savior Jesus Christ that directly impacts our faith. So, simply put, faith is according to grace. If faith is according to faith, that's just positivism. It's just your own willpower. So in other words, faith is not an attitude that you can just concoct or you can conjure up. You don't just say, I'm going I'm to have more faith. I'm going to muster up more faith. That's not, not what it works. There may be some other kind of faith, but that's not what the faith that Jesus talks about. Faith only comes as a result of God's initiative, His first action, His grace. Faith is the attitude in this life. It's the only attitude in this life that's the exact opposite of trusting yourself. Now, for some of us, this is encouraging. You need to hear this. Faith is the only attitude in this life that is the exact opposite of trusting yourself. No wonder God uses faith in the work of salvation. Biblical faith has nothing to do with you trusting you. It doesn't. It's not about you and your faith and trusting in yourself. Faith is simply saying, God, I completely trust you, God. And because of that, It's according to grace what you've done for me father that I don't deserve what you've given to me God that that I don't deserve because of who you are and what you've done for me is my response and trust to you God Now friends, we're getting somewhere. I hope that you're getting this this morning I should have warned you to put on your seatbelt. We're skipping all the surface things. We're going to the guts But we're already here. So too late Hebrews eleven six. Look at Hebrews eleven six with me. Now, this is crazy. And without faith, it is impossible, impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, do we believe this or not? This could cause major problems for us today. You cannot please God. It is impossible to please God without faith. Some have said, see, it's all about faith. But wait a minute. Remember, faith is only a response to the grace of God. So, so most appropriately, it could be said about this verse, the reason that it is impossible to please God without faith is because it is impossible to please God without responding to Jesus. It's impossible to please God without currently, actively trusting in and on Jesus Christ. See you're not going to please God at all by your performance You're not gonna please God at all by how positive you can be You're not gonna please God at all by your evangelism. You're not gonna please God at all by your scripture memory You're not gonna please God at all by any of your works or lack thereof you see The only way that I please God is by my faith, and faith is a side effect of the grace of Jesus Christ. The only way that I can please the perfect and grand creator of the universe is by responding to the grace gift of Jesus Christ by faith, trusting, and obeying Him with everything in me. All those who put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ will be pleasing to God Almighty. That's why it's impossible for us to please God without faith, because God will not be pleased apart from our reception and embracing of the grace of Jesus Christ. When you really put all of your trust in Jesus, God is pleased with you, completely and entirely pleased with you. What a thought! You want to please your dad? You want to please your heavenly father? You want him to look down and you and say, well done, my son. Well done, my daughter. You embrace the grace of Jesus Christ. You roll around in it. You, you, you receive this gift that you don't deserve. And something will, will come up as a side effect. You can't stop it. It will be faith that he is who he said he is. And it will call you to trust him differently. It will call you to obey him differently. This is the exciting news because now the people of faith, it's not just a small group of disciplined, well-educated, informed, exclusive group of people. No. Now all of a sudden, the gates go up. This thought of come one, come all. Anyone who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. Faith is not an exclusive group club for those who are well-educated, well-versed in theology, understand all the nuances and obscure passages of Scripture like some kind of religious code. That's hogwash. Faith is simply responding to the grace of God and the gift of Jesus Christ. Without faith like a child you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Remember this verse? It didn't say without childish faith. There's a lot of childish things going on that doesn't please God. But without childlike faith what does this mean it's a simplistic response to the grace of god a simplistic faith for example my my daughter kaden is nine years old and we're still in that golden age and and some of you've told me it's about ready to end so don't don't tell me anymore we're still in this golden age that whatever dad says is absolutely true now some of you tell me i've only got a few years left until everything's questioned but i'm still living in this golden age and i can say kaden Caden, your dad is the strongest man in the world. Nobody can beat me up. And you know what her response is? My dad's the toughest. My dad's bigger than your dad. Nobody can beat him up. She just believes what I said because dad said it and that's that's what it is Now, now the problem is, is is i'm human i'm flawed i'm not the strongest man in the world and, and i may not always do things exactly right and and i'm a flawed father But god is perfect and we need to go back to trusting him with that simplistic childlike faith that says god the father said it And in him there is no darkness he cannot lie he said this is what he will do he said this is who he is That's who he is That's what he will do a childlike faith. That's simplistic not childish Childlike that says I trust him completely because of the grace he has given to me We need to say now this is the god who gave us the grace gift of jesus Who changed our life forever? Don't you think we can trust him with our money? Don't you think we can trust him with our time? Don't you think we can trust him with our loss of a job? Don't you think we can trust him with our, our family that's fractured and falling apart? Don't you think you can trust him with that secret insecurity in your life? Don't you think you can trust him with that habitual sin over and over and over that you're enslaved to? Don't you think you can trust him with how you feel so lost if people don't acknowledge you? Don't you think you can trust him with, and you fill in the blank. You see, when you've experienced the true grace of Jesus Christ, something will well up that will call you to say, I'm going to trust this God who has loved me this much. But no, often we say, God, I've got to help you out there. Thank you for saving me from my sin, but I've got to deal with my job. i got to deal with my home. i got to deal with my spouse. i got to deal with my kids. I've got to deal with how people see me. I mean, God helps those who help themselves, right? See, God calls us to faith, not in ourself, but in the confidence we have in the grace he's given to us through Jesus Christ. God, I believe you love me. I'm not going to fear the future. In fact, I'm going to face the future with excitement and confidence because God is with me and God is for me. The side effect of grace is is very unpretentious. It's it's not complicated It's a very simplistic response to the goodness that we see in jesus Faith is nothing more than a result of god's grace In the person of jesus christ in my life. This is good news friend And i'm asking all of us today what scripture is asking us to do today It's simply this to live every day in response to the goodness of the grace of jesus christ you ever wonder why we, we sing songs over and over and over about the blood of Jesus Christ. We sing and we even say the phrases over and over of how good he is to us. Does the repetition bother you? Friend, repetition in the Old Testament is how they use punctuation. So if they say it three times, that's the exclamation point. So when we sing it six times, that's two exclamation points. We, we are needing to bathe in the grace and, and the, the, the gift of Jesus Christ because it produces faith in us. And so when we, we sing this, when we read this, when we pray this together, when we focus our attention on this, it's getting more of the side effect in our life that we desperately need. And, and if you do that, he will lead you to live a risky and ridiculous life of faith. A life of faith, holy and pleasing to God. Radically obedient. Why? Because you're so disciplined? No. Because you're acting in response to God's grace. Instantly obedient. Why? Because you're so religious? No. Because you are quick to trust the one who does what he says he will do. Now here's the problem. We know about this. Most of us in this room know about this. But we err on one side or the other. We are just kind of a grace person. We wall around in grace. But can I suggest to you that if faith is not a side effect, you're not experiencing real, true grace. And if you love how forgiving God is, and you love how touchy-feely God is, and you love the spiritual goosebumps that He gives you, but it never ever leads to you having a faith, a trust, an obedience, and acting in what He calls you to do, Can I tell you, you're experiencing some greasy interpretation of grace. It's not real grace. It's not gospel grace. It's not what Jesus did for you on the cross. It's a perversion. It's a skewed thought of that. See, Satan, all he has to do with truth is just do that. He's he's completely satisfied if you're not going to go out and kill somebody this week, if he can just get you to view God's grace like that. And so you, you talk and you sing and you, you move around these thoughts of grace. But, friend, if you don't see faith as a side effect, you're not really experiencing the grace of God. These two need to go together. Some of us err on this side. We come over here to faith. I have faith. My faith. It's my faith. It's my faith. I don't need that feely stuff. I have faith. Faith is deeper than my feelings. I have faith. And sometimes when we say faith so many times it's kind of a funny word when you say it over and over faith, faith, faith. Well sometimes when we, we, we say this, what we really mean is I have I have faith all right in myself. I have faith in my knowledge. I have faith in in my actions. I have faith in my pedigree. I have faith in, in who I hang out with and who I don't hang out with. And so I begin to build my faith on what I know. I have faith in what I hold in front of my hands. And I begin to worship the things that I have studied. I begin to worship these things. But my faith is not attached to grace. And so I get pretty excited about my faith. You're struggling. You should have some of my faith. You're having a bad time. Boy, you don't have my faith. And pretty soon, this faith by itself, puffs me up. Oh, I'll have actions, all right. But they're just good works. They're just deeds. Friends, the Pharisees had all kinds of faith. But it wasn't the faith that Jesus talked about. It wasn't faith in God. Because faith in God is a side effect. It's a byproduct of the grace of Jesus Christ. But something happens when these two come together. It's better than peanut butter and chocolate and Reese's. When they come together, it is powerful. It, don't take my word for it. Look at Acts chapter 4, verse 32. All the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had with great power. The apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and God's Grace was so powerfully at work in them all. It's no wonder that the next couple of verses read like they do. It's like a laundry list of what crazy, risky, instantly obedient followers of Jesus do. We'll look at verse 34 of Acts 4. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. This is this is mind-boggling. This is a group of, of thousands of people, much more than 3,000 people by this time, who, who spontaneously, spontaneously, we have no record of, of Paul doing a, hey, hey, bring your proceeds to my feet seminar. He didn't preach a sermon and say, hey, hey, we need to sell all of our stuff, you materialistic followers of Jesus Christ. Go sell your stuff on eBay and bring me your money. We don't have any record of them saying this. Spontaneously, they began to, to act in these ways. No pie charts, no complex strategies, just grace. And by God's grace, it was so powerful that he was at work in them all. It was just grace, just the gospel, and the side effect was faith. Our response to an authentic encounter with Jesus Christ is radical, obedient faith. People have been studying this for ages. How how are we going to see the church of Jesus Christ grow like it did in the early church? Can I tell you we don't need more seminars? We don't need better strategies. We don't need more trendy programs. We don't need more uh, uh, cool furnishings. No. God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all, it changed who they were. When the church realizes that the same great grace of God that was available to the early church is the same great grace of God that is upon us, side effects will begin to surface. Hang with me, church. Don't let a distraction get you out of the way. Don't miss this. This is powerful. The side effect of the grace of Jesus Christ that was the same grace that came on the early church is upon you now. Will you allow yourself to be gotten by the grace of God? Will you allow the side effect of faith to call you to a new level of obedience? People will do risky things. Not in the name of risk, but in the name of the grace of God. Amen. I don't want to play it safe, church. We're three minutes over, and I don't care. I just need to tell you today, I've got a burr under my saddle. If you need three minutes back in your life, then go ahead and leave. But there is something I am sick and tired of trying to play church safe. I'm sick and tired of trying to, to stay comfortable and to stay in my little kingdom. Now, I need to tell you, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to be the king of your kingdom. It's kind of fun to be the king of the little hill of my family. It's kind of fun to to stay in my own lane. I don't like merging. You have road construction and they merge and it messes me up. I want to stay in my own lane. But God didn't call us to stay in our lane. He called us to step out and radical, risky, obedient faith. And church, I'm convinced today that one of the reasons we don't experience this kind of faith... Get excited about scripture, but don't get excited about me. One of the reasons I'm convinced that we don't experience this kind of faith is because we push aside the real understanding of God's grace. Jesus wants to love on you today. He wants to remind you he knows everything about you, and he still loves you. You are not good enough for Jesus. You will never be good enough for Jesus. And when you experience the unconditional love of your father, and he says, you are my son, you are my daughter, and with a childlike faith you say, well, he said, I'm his son, I'm his daughter. You begin to live and act like his son and his daughter. Amen. Church, there's victory for you. There's victory for me. When, we, when we're warned that there is a side effect of grace bubbling up side effect of grace that is faith in Jesus Christ you don't have to conjure it up you don't have to make it up you don't have to pretend like somebody else <laughs> your faith expression will be as different as the nose is on your face from the person next to you you don't have to try to pretend to be like someone else you don't have to try to do any of it on your own when you know that Jesus loved you just like you are he has saved you from the sin of your life. You begin to say, I need to listen when He speaks. Father God, I ask today that you would take your words from this scripture and root it deep in our heart. Would you begin to do a transforming work in us in a way today that brings hope and healing to a brother? Or sister Father I I ask again that if, if there's any of my words That are not helpful today let them fall quickly From my brother and sister's ears Because we don't really care what Brady says We care a lot about what you say And so Lord Would you remind us Of who we really are Would you remind us Of how wretched And lost we are. And how graceful. And how loving. And how complete your work in Jesus Christ on the cross is in our life to this day. Would you shatter the complacency? Would you shatter the the false sense of being able to make it on our own? God, help us. Would Would you give us the side effect of faith that reminds us that our dad is who he said he is. And I will do what he asked me to do because of who he has been in my life. We love you, Jesus. And we thank you for the work that you have yet to do in us. It's with confidence that we say amen. Let it be so. Amen. May God bless you today. The seven minutes of your life will be credited back in heaven. I just need to get this off my chest. Church, I want to follow Jesus and not get you to the buffet line first. If you want a church that gets you to the buffet line first, I'll help you find one. But it may not be Grace Point. Seminary told me that pastors are never supposed to say that. But i got to tell you what Jesus told me to say over what someone else told me to say. So I love you in Jesus' name. Go. Let the side effect of faith bubble up in your heart. You'll get in third or fourth in line at lunch. It'll be okay. God bless you. You're dismissed.